Good morning and welcome to Wednesday morning, September the 2nd in 2020 on Winter Rise. We're currently in year A, proper week 18, and the 14th Sunday after Pentecost. And on Wednesdays, you just never know what you're going to get. It's kind of like the mystery box for the prayer for the week. And we're going to go into the Old Testament prophetic book of Ezekiel. Ezekiel chapter 33, verses 7 through 11. Uh, there's a few uh, there's iconic passages in the book of Ezekiel, and this is in the middle of one of them. And so I'll cover that passage, provide a couple points of reflection, then we'll spend our time praying along the theme that we find there. So thanks for making this party in the morning and when our eyes. Let's allow our souls to rise and be God together in a time of prayer. Ezekiel chapter 33, verses 7 through 11. Son of man, I have made you a watchman for the people of Israel. So hear the word I speak and give them warning from me. When I say to the wicked, you are a wicked person, you will surely die. And you do not speak out to dissuade them from their ways. That wicked person will die for their sin, and I will hold you accountable for their blood. But if you do warn the wicked person to turn from their ways, and they do not do so, they will die for their sin, though you yourself will be saved. Son of man, say to the Israelites, This is what you are saying. Our offenses and our sins weigh us down, and we are wasting away because of them. How then can we live? Say to them, As surely as I live, declares the Sovereign Lord, I take no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but rather that they turn from their ways and live. Turn, turn from your evil ways. Why will you die, people of Israel? This is the word of God for us. There's an episode of How I Met Your Mother where they actually make an intervention, uh, like, a, like a sign, a banner for their house. And one after one of the five main characters has their turn of being in the middle of an intervention. And so what they simply do is you can imagine the room and there's like the intervention banner on the back wall. And as that person walks through the apartment door, the, four, the other four of them are underneath the banner and with solemn faces are inviting their friend to sit down so they can talk about some sort of habit or thing that's going on in their life. I think it just, it just highlights an element of our social uh, experience. How do, when, is, when shall we intervene in, with somebody else and their issue and their thing? And how do we do that the most gracious way? So we have this interesting little passage in the book of Ezekiel. Ezekiel is a prophet, and he's a prophet of a people who are in exile. And so there's like a corporate weight that the whole nation of Israel is feeling because they've sinned against God. And they're sifting through their vocation and calling. They're sifting through what it means to live far away from home. What does it mean to be faithful now? Are are our plans going to change? Are we going to be here forever? Are we going to be able to return back home? And so there's this, this essence of someone needs to help us, you know, re, you know, re, work through all this that we have as a sin against God. And so God speaks plainly to Ezekiel, and uh, He calls him the human one. Oh, human one! Uh, I need whenever you're a watchman, you stand on the walls and you get this elevated look, this privileged look at something, a threat that might be coming. This is a an occupation in the Old Testament and New Testament period of time. These individuals who used to pace on the walls of cities, they would look out and they would see if any harm was coming their way. And if it was, then they would need to alert the city. If they did not in time, then it was their 
it was their fault. They were culpable because um, they did not warn the people in time. So in the same way, God's saying there are times when uh, the people of God, for one another, uh, we, we're we watchmen. And it, when it becomes clear um, that this person needs to straighten out their life before God, there are times where God will give them the opportunity for someone to speak into their life. And so God is telling Ezekiel, now's the time. You need to go to Ezekiel. You need to go to the people of Israel and you need to tell them not to be weighed down by their weight any longer uh, because God wants to, he wants to relieve them. He wants to forgive them. He wants to restore them. And so Ezekiel gets to speak out like a washing, but this is a bold move. This is not easy to do. And so you can imagine the turmoil that's in Ezekiel's heart. He's going to speak on behalf of God to the rest of the people and all the different things that he might think at that time, would they listen to him, and is he going to be able to articulate what God's message is? I think it's the same for us. I think uh, we walk with people, and uh, we want to be courteous and kind. We want to have our own business. We want to get in the middle of anybody else's business. We do um, have uh, anxiety for people's lives and their behaviors and their decisions, and I think at times we say to ourselves, is it for, is it my place to say anything or is it not or is now the time or should I wait um, how do I even know and uh, so what we see here is that at some point there is there are going to be times and I pr- it's probably a whole lot less than we think but there are times where God will give us the grace and it will be gracious uh, to enter into somebody's life and to host uh, just a bit of an intervention a time where they can have their eyes opened to the imminent threats and dangers because of their attitudes, attitudes, their decisions, and their disposition. And so, how do we do that? Uh, I look at a place like Galatians chapter 6, verse 1. It says, Brothers and sisters, if someone is caught in a sin, you who live by the Spirit should restore that person gently. But watch yourselves, or you also may be tempted. Carry each other's burdens, and in this way you'll fulfill the law of Christ. If anyone thinks that they are something when they are not, they deceive themselves. Each one should test their own actions. Then they can take pride in themselves alone without comparing themselves to someone else. For each one should carry their own load. So you got this interesting picture. If we do find somebody who they're just walking away from the Lord, we there are there is a an onus to try to intervene with them. But we must do so gently. We must do so and help to carry their burdens and not just to point the finger at them. Um, but we need to do this with gentleness, not thinking that we're the only person in their life who needs to bring this to their attention. We need to think of ourselves with sober judgment, and we also need to carry our own load. And we must also be careful that we're not tempted in some other way as we do so. So there's all these paradoxes here. But some of the highlights are that we should pray about it deeply, that we should approach this person gently, that we should seek to carry the burden with them and not just point out their sin, and that we need to watch ourselves in the process. So here's the deal. like Each of us are probably a watchman for somebody in our life. Now, there's timing and there's a posture whenever we try to intervene with somebody, but we must do so in the most uh, restorative way possible, and not pointing the finger, but wanting to bear the burden with them. So I'm just going to pray a simple prayer that perhaps you might find yourself in the middle of that situation. Um, it takes a lot of prayer and a lot of waiting. There's asking and there's seeking and there's knocking. Asking God if it's supposed to be you. Seeking for a time to spend time with this person and knock for an open door of opportunity for grace to abound in the situation. So I'm just going to pray for you, brother and sister, 
that we would be given courage if we're being led to a moment like this. So let's spend some time praying this morning. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, I thank you that you're a generous and kind God. And I thank you that even when you must intervene with us and you must help broker forgiveness in the midst of our wrongdoing and sin, that you're a kind God. We thank you that the scripture says that your kindness leads us to repentance. So God, I thank you that at the same time you take sin very seriously, but also you have loving kindness where love abounds. And I thank you that when it comes to the case of love, we don't need to wrestle with we're worthy or not to receive this love. Love and worthiness in your in your economy don't sit next to one another. They don't have to be pieced together. We thank you that you pour out love. You pour out grace. You pour out mercy. And it's available to us every single morning. For great is your faithfulness. God, you place us in relationship with people and we we fail them and they fail us. Or we care for them and we see them wandering away from a suitable path and we oftentimes ask what we should do and I think that there are brothers and sisters in our midst who are wondering how they can bring up a topic of conversation they have this loved one that they're very concerned about so God we thank you that um, we we go to restore we do so gently and we do so watching ourselves but also wanting to carry a burden for others that we don't need to think highly too highly of ourselves but with humility, we can approach this friend or brother, sister, family member, co-worker of ours. And so, God, we, we thank you that there's a process that we should ask whether we're seeing this correctly, that we should seek an opportunity that might be best, and we should knock on a door that you could open so that grace would abound in situations. And so, God, we pray for restored relationships. We pray for gracious conversations. We pray for eyes to be open and for hearts to be warmed and softened. We pray for humility, that it would abound to every situation. But God, we pray that you'd be glorified and that we would learn the way of forgiveness by walking out forgiveness and by walking with people uh, as they walk through their own brokenness and we walk through ours. And so God, uh, give your church great grace during this season. And we sense in a moment of time where there's great irritability and there's frustration that abounds. There's shouting past one another. There's a lack of empathy in our world. God, we pray that you pour your love into our hearts, that we might be the kind and compassionate people where love abounds. So God, be with us. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.